Hey, how you doing, Meg? Hi. Oh, you know, chilling. Day 30 quarantine, feeling okay. Feeling okay? <laughs> feeling okay. Highs and lows, you know. Yeah. Days pass. Um, the sun rises and sets. Yeah. And... Paddington is cute. Yeah, well, that's good. New Strokes album <laughs> yeah. that we actually haven't talked New about. New Strokes album, we haven't. But oh, so many, so many opinions. Really? So many mixed opinions. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't get into it. <laughs> that's it okay. takes up so we much of my to. emotional <laughs> power to yeah, talk about I, them. I don't want to wear you down. You know, forty-seven seconds in. Uh, especially <laughs> when we have a special guest with us today. We have Ellen with us from Hello. Love That Movie Pod. Hi. Hi, Ellen. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I am two weeks into furlough, three weeks. I don't know anymore. Who knows? <laughs> Honestly, time is not bad. Time is passing but strangely. Pajamas or workout clothes for. A few weeks now yeah i got a new puppy so that's all yeah, good yeah you did now i actually have been puppy. meaning to ask did you name her or did she come with that name i named her and was that I, name I, I i knew that in my heart i would say was that name <laughs> anyway inspired by the fact that you've just rewatched uh almost famous uh, 100% yes <laughs> I was listening to your Almost Famous episode that came out this week and I was like oh I wonder if it's just a coincidence that her dog is that name or you know if Kate Hudson's iconic character Penny Lane had anything to do with it absolutely I would say well I'm also a huge Beatles fan yeah but it's, it's maybe it's like a it's like a 50 50 split of the inspiration between the actual Beatles and Kate Hudson's iconic character um but yeah as soon as I stopped recording that episode I I told Brian I was like I can't believe we recorded for a whole hour and I forgot to mention that I named a dog after <laughs> I know I was waiting for it when I was listening I know I was like this just happened <laughs> dude this is like hot off the press yeah I had just gotten her like <laughs> two days before that no <laughs> Well, but yeah, so that's definitely keeping me going on like, I have a daily routine now with her. Yeah, that's so good. yeah, it's I, been it's been good. I think that's the biggest thing for me is just having a routine. But then it was like, I was chronicling the routine to someone the other day. And it's like all this stuff that I try to do before like 2pm. And then it's like, well, and then after two, I finish up work. And I make dinner and then I guess I just go to bed. <laughs> like there's just like nothing <laughs> after dinner or after work to like keep or after dinner to like keep things exciting. Except for our movie parties, which are always mm-hmm. a thrill. Yes. Thursday night of Netflix course. parties. Yes. We added Can't Hardly Wait this week. Do we want to touch on that? Meg, do you have any <laughs> thoughts? You love Seth Yeah, Green. I feel like I have... Uh, yeah, I have. I don't think I have anything to add. A lot of Seth Green. Everyone's really into Ethan Embry. Personally, not my thing. <laughs> I didn't really say that during the Netflix party, yeah. but um, I recognize how people think he's cute. But I, I think I just keep seeing him in Empire Records, and um, I kind of hate him in that. <laughs> see, I just kept seeing him in Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about Sweet Home Alabama. 
I was thinking of Grace and Frankie, and then I was thinking how like he's so much cuter in Can't Hardly Wait than in Grace and Frankie. I don't watch Grace and Frankie. I do, and I've I've never really been a huge sweet home Alabama person. Really, for the longest time, that's how I wanted to get proposed to the Patrick Dempsey way of like closing down Tiffany's and being like, pick whatever. You Has anything ever surprised me less? No. <laughs> it's my favorite thing when I say shit like that on the podcast, and you just like sigh in exasperation, and you're just like, you're yeah, because like, what duh. Ever? Like, can we move on? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> There's no getting into this that part of you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> within the time that we have, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's let's move on. <laughs> At least Reese Witherspoon is like still a star. <laughs> it's true, Reese Witherspoon. I saw that she was donating, or at least like for teachers, you could get a Draper James dress, which is pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. those dresses are I've not never... cheap. No. They're like and I've never really been a Josh Lucas person. So the Draper James store in Dallas is right next to Elizabeth, Elizabeth Chambers. Chambers Bird Bakery in Highland <laughs> Park Christ. Village, which is like the richest, widest part of Dallas. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty spot Yeah, on. Uh, leave me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Josh Lucas, I feel like he like pops up and stuff so randomly. Like his filmography is like Ford vs Ferrari, yeah. Breakthrough, Oscar yeah, right. nominated. That was like film he had such breakthrough. a weird year last year. Is that he was in both <laughs> Ford vs Ferrari and Breakthrough, and I was just like, what is his agent doing? Are they like literally just like uh, yeah. throwing a dart at anything on the wall and like, okay, sure, why not? I think Josh Lucas is just an off-brand Patrick Wilson with a better hairline, but I still prefer Patrick Wilson. You well, know? have you ever heard Josh Lucas? <laughs> That's sing? a good observation. It doesn't. It, there's just no way it compares <laughs> because everyone knows that I watch the video of <laughs> Patrick Wilson casually at a piano singing "Prima Donna" from <laughs> Phantom of the Opera <laughs> at least twice a week. <laughs> And this is a short clip. I sighed. I'm like, literally, nothing surprises me less than hearing that. You're watching like fucking show tunes covers like multiple times. It's everything about that video is fascinating. Let me tell you why. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. We don't have to get into it. But it's like a really shitty piano, and I don't understand a scenario in which you'd be. Anyway, it's not important. (laughs) Alan, how many times in your life do you like find yourself like running down a rabbit hole and then you have to cut yourself off because you're like the people I'm talking to literally don't care all the time is that how it is yeah. with Cam do you just like get like you're just like talking about getting so excited and then he's just like looking at you like okay like sure that makes yes. sense I like I'm trying to think of specific things because he, he tells me often you've already told me this we've already had this conversation <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, but did you, usually did you a- know that Tobey Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio are friends from childhood? The pussy posse. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows forever. that, Nora. Literally everyone knows that. <laughs> it's usually about dumb shit like what I just said about how, you know, 
Bird Bakery and <laughs> Draper James are right next door to each other in Highland Park, and uh, they're owned by celebrities. And he's like, I don't care. I do not care. <laughs> okay, I am going to say we're being generous by calling Elizabeth Chambers a celebrity. I was sure. I understand. I understand Instagram presence is high, but I don't think she's well, a Well, it's also probably she's owned by Army Hammer. Meg. So, And is he not yeah. a celebrity, Meg? Is he not a celebrity? Um, he is a celebrity, but like it's <laughs> he's been in multiple Academy Award nominated films. I I know, but I think just assuming that this woman's business is secretly owned by a man is kind of anti-feminist. <laughs> anymore, so like. I'm uh, I wasn't saying it's fully. I'm saying it's some sort of shared partnership shit. Anyway, I'm just saying. Anyway, yeah, I went down the rabbit hole of all the celebrities that have recorded for the Calm app. Oh, and I was going on uh-huh. and on about it, and he was like, "Okay, <laughs> that's the kind of thing." That you there are so tell many people our, in my life who are chat. patient enough to do it. That's why I have to do it for Nor so much. <laughs> yeah, I I think I have too many people in my life who just like listen to me, because Steph will just any any stupid story she'll pretty much take it in and she's a good sport about it even though she you know doesn't care her life is not enriched by me telling her some like stupid quote-unquote fact about some (laughs) dumb celebrity she can give two shits about and now the same with micah he's just kind of like oh okay you know but he doesn't care that's fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) but at least they indulge us right he doesn't care no he does not care yeah um (laughs) My sister will be like, no, don't care, don't care, don't care, don't care. Oh. <laughs> so I've kind of just stopped giving her any of my good stuff. Oh, well, that's a little sad. It's a little harsh, Darcy. Speaking of Darcy, <laughs> yeah, well, do we have siblings. any uh, beans in My Best Friend's Wedding? The movie we're talking about today? Um, well, Darcy does. She, likes- <laughs> she hates when I talk about her type on the podcast, so I I just want to do it even more. Loves Dermot Mulroney in this. Well, when it <laughs> really doesn't? into Dermot in this, I know, but He's like I like me in this. I know, but like it's a little more rare for her to be like thirsting after some guy in a movie that's very much more my brand. Mm. <laughs> Which is why she's tired of hearing from me about just pretty much anything. The good news is I don't even think she listens to the podcast. She only finds out when I talk about her because other people rat me out. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, obviously. I mean, the only reason she doesn't listen is because the same reason she doesn't want to hear me go down my rabbit hole tangents. She's like, why would I choose to listen to a whole hour of that? <laughs> well, some people do choose to listen. So let's give the people what they want. Let's go down the rabbit hole of my best friend's wedding. The movie that we watched this week, because mm-hmm. yes. we're continuing our it's... Julia month, month of Julia Roberts, yeah. a month that yeah. was uh, proposed by me, mostly because I just wanted to watch <laughs> Julia Roberts movies, and I wanted a reason to. Correct. It's not Julia Roberts' birth month. I think that's October. So um, just, you know, we're in quarantine. I feel like these movies are either comfort movies or they're available uh, I also thought that I liked Runaway Bride a bit more than I ended up liking it. This watch around, same with Pretty Woman, but My Best Friend's Wedding, 10 out of 10 film. Do you guys agree? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't worried about this one. So after recently watching Pretty Woman and, my, and Runaway Bride, I was like, okay, good to know. But I hadn't seen them as recently. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, I liked Pretty Woman more than Nora did. 
I, I think I liked Runaway Bride less. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this one, I went in and I was like, I don't even, no concerns. I know I still this love one's it. This I watched true. it like three times last year, I think. Yeah. Um, That's the thing about this movie is like, you finish it and you're like, let's just rewind that shit. Let's watch it again. It's so good. Yes. It stands up so well. Um, I watched it last night and Micah was watching it for the first time and afterwards I was like what'd you think and because <laughs> that's the fun of dating me and he was like oh it's funny um, I mean I don't think like he would choose to watch it but at least he like thought it was mm-hmm. funny uh, Ellen you said Cam watched it for the first time I know he had some takeaways but before we get there or at least some yes. comments how did he like it he liked it. Uh, so, yeah, we watched it this morning, um, and he was way more into it than I thought he would be. Yeah. I thought, you know, he would just kind of, like, be doing other stuff, but he sat down and watched it, and he uh, he got quite invested oh, good. in the characters. <laughs> Obviously. There's so many good characters in this movie. Uh, Honestly, obviously. I don't even know. Uh, I want to look up who actually wrote this and, like, what else they've done because like I just think that this movie is so funny and all of the characters are just so great I don't know why why it's like almost kind of like a novelty in my opinion yeah <laughs> I I do think because and I think a lot of people write it off as just being like any rom-com like if you didn't watch it you could be like oh Julie Roberts it's her best friend's wedding I got it uh, yeah, like, but it's. I really do think it's so much more. <laughs> like, I think it's so smart and funny, and I think it is a kind of a skewering of stereotypical rom coms. Mm. Like the way it ends, we don't need to get too much into it, but it's like unusual. We don't need to get <laughs> and... too much into it. That's what this podcast is for. <laughs> I don't want to spoil. I mean, we're going to get into it, obviously. I just don't want to spoil. Oh, we don't. Okay. So the way it ends, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it ends. So that's it. Then we can move yeah. on to something else. No. <laughs> no. Well, but um, I just looked up the writer also. It's Ronald Bass, who won an Oscar for writing Rain I've Man, never seen Rain Which Man. I don't think will hold wow. up. Wow. Could not be more different than my best friend's <laughs> wedding. Yes. I mean, both Oscar worthy, I would say, sure. maybe. Um, I actually haven't seen Rain Man in ages, but I don't think, you know, it is definitely not my best friend's wedding. Yeah. He also <laughs> did Stepmom, which I never watched. But that's another Julia oh, Roberts movie. I love movie. Stepmom. Um, and let's see. What are some? How Stella got her groove back. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that My Best Friend's Wedding is, like, the one that stands out the most in the list of his filmography. Yeah, yeah. But I also think, I mean, as well put together as this movie is, like, this cast is absolutely choice. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's the best cast. I don't know how wrong it could really go, (laughs) considering how incredible everyone is. It's the best cast. The core four are just, like, the most perfect characters and actors you could ever imagine there's well meg do you want to first uh give the synopsis since i know you like doing that yes it's very straightforward so uh julia roberts just kidding (laughs) okay (laughs) 
Um, Julia Roberts's best friend, like longtime best friend, Dermot Mulroney, uh, was recently engaged to Cameron Diaz and is getting married. And Julia Roberts has kind of realized that she's in love with him and she always kind of thought they would get together. So she goes to the wedding um, with the sole purpose of trying to, you know, convince him to love her. And she pretends to have a boyfriend and it's Rupert Everett. He shows up. But he's actually, so in real life, her gay friend. And, uh, I mean, I think he's so good, too, because, I mean, he's not, like, stereotypical. Like, I feel like a big issue with a lot of rom-coms is, like, a very stereotypical gay man. Like, I think he's so insightful about so much stuff. Like, he's talking, there's the one scene where, you know, they're talking about this person's chasing this person and this person's chasing this person. And he's like, and who's chasing you? No one. Right. (laughs) And you're like, yes, thank you. You're the only person who like understands how shitty she's being and she doesn't even see it. Oh, right. He's the only one who's there. Who's like actually like telling her how it is. He's right. there and he's not her. just being a bitch. He's like being a really good friend. Right. He's not. <laughs> but like, it's also very hard truth. Right. He <laughs> hasn't been reduced to like the like sassy gay character, you know, who's mm-hmm. that stereotype. Like you're saying, he like actually cares about her and respects her, but is also a good enough friend to her who's like, no one's chasing you. Like, give up. You lost. Like, that's how. That's how it goes. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and he also kicks off the most important scene in the movie, which is say a little prayer. Okay. <laughs> I love this soundtrack. Um, it was another soundtrack that we had on CD. I guess. Yeah, this know, is a I'm, priceless soundtrack. It's like so fun. I mean, it's so like cheesy. But Ellen, if you don't play this entire soundtrack at your wedding, I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> but <laughs> could we we could do like the little lobster claws you know um (laughs) dang this room is a 10 out of 10 idea but it's a great soundtrack but one of the things i didn't realize or at least like i knew they they were in the movie but there are so many musical numbers in this movie yes is it it like a borderline musical what constitutes a musical I don't know. I I constitute. I should make our friend Lauren Gann watch this and see if she enjoys it because um, if she thinks it's a musical, she won't like it. But everything else about this is obviously perfect, so she should like it. Um, but I will say, when they break out into "I Say a Little Prayer," like that's one of the things I remember when I saw it for the first time, being like, "Okay, this this thing just kicked it into high fucking yeah. gear. We're here for this. I'm so excited." I was cracking up I mean this whole movie makes me laugh um but I was cracking up watching it last night for like these musical numbers pretty much anytime George speaks I giggle like and there's so many quotes like when I was young my sister and I used to do the like love the bag love the it was like love the hair love the bag love that or or no love love the hair love the bag love I don't know messing it up but when he gets asked to stay for dinner um, yes, I just, it's so great. Yeah, it really. Uh, I mean, so Ellen's podcast is about loving movies, and <laughs> when I went on to talk about Superbad, it was a lot of me being like, "Oh, it's just so good," and this is absolutely going to be a very similar episode. Yeah, <laughs> because it's just so good. Well, what's your guys's <laughs> history with this movie? When did you first see it, Ellen? Well, let's do guess first. Okay, it came out so in '97. I think I first saw this in college. (gasps) 
gasp. Yeah, I did not grow up on this. <laughs> I didn't really grow up on it either. I don't think I saw yeah. it until high school. Oh, okay. So I did. Well, okay. A little bit of like my comments on last week's episode. So I did grow up on Runaway Bride, and I remember like loving it when I was younger. And I haven't seen it in years, so I'm not sure how I would still feel about it. I didn't grow up on um, Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. So when I did watch it, I was just like, "Pretty Woman is like kind of a hard, hard. It's like yeah, a hard R." I'm just not. <laughs> My yeah. best friend's wedding's PG thirteen. Yeah. Uh, well, so. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of Pretty Woman, and I know that like I respect its place in, I guess, like rom com history. I've just never mm-hmm. been super into it. I don't think I've mm-hmm. ever been able to watch it all the way through without getting like distracted or, you know. Yeah. I get that. Like I don't I, think, I can't remember what happens after the polo match scene. Everything mm, after yeah. that is like I don't know. Um Pretty Woman also has the thing where it's like such a seminal classic where you're like it's almost a little boring to watch yeah. cuz you're kind of like right this part. Okay, right. And then this happens. Mm-hmm. All right. And then X. <laughs> yeah. So um with that being said, so I like I hadn't I didn't have like this huge like Julia Roberts hype growing up because I mean I liked Runaway Bride but it wasn't like my like favorite um but I saw my best friend's wedding I think randomly in college like just stayed in one night and watched it and yeah uh I don't really know anything about it either really like, every time yeah I don't, it just kind of like escaped my like zeitgeist knowledge I guess but like yeah, I love this movie, and I love that it does kind of subvert a lot of, like, the rom-com, like, structure, and I like how she kind of plays a somewhat unlikable character. Yeah. Um, and I love Dermot Mulroney, and I don't know if this is, like, a hot opinion, but I think he's hotter as he's gotten older. Ooh, a little salt and pepper. He had a I he had a run on New Girl and he's very so attractive in, in it. But like honestly, <laughs> I I would even say that I think he's more attractive in The Wedding Date, which is like one of my all-time favorite rom-coms of all time. Who's in that it's one? Deborah Messing. Deborah Messing. Oh. Yeah, I've seen that. It's kind of the reverse Pretty Woman, it but is, it like works for me it, more than Pretty Woman. Is he does. an escort? Um, is he a male escort? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've not seen that one, as you can. Oh, you should watch The Wedding Date. It's very, very It's good. very, it's it's very, like, um, a much more appropriate pretty woman. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and little, um, ba- and little baby Amy Adams is in it, too. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say little baby. I'm, like, early 20s yeah. before we ever knew who she was. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, but I, yeah, I love a lot about, I love her, like, frantic energy throughout most of this. She's so great. Um. So great. Oh my god. So good. So good. She just makes me smile. <laughs> like I'm just beaming over here thinking about She's so <laughs> Julie Roberts, my best friend. Like I yes. love so And she's like tr- she's like pretty evil, but you like still love her because she's Julie Roberts and everything she does, you're like, honey, this is the wrong fucking decision. Yeah. But you're still like, let's see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just I love her energy and everything she does is like kind of half thought out her hair is just like wild and like the classic like julia roberts like red curls she's like chain smoking like she's just like always so stressed out and it just provides me with so much joy because i think that it's a really good comedic performance from her 
Also, and I yeah. believe her as like this cynical New Yorker mm-hmm. compared to everyone else in the room. Yeah, which I didn't think I would see in her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think part of the like beauty of this is that Cameron Diaz is playing like an early '90s Julia Roberts character, like. Five years ago, you could see Julia Roberts playing that, oh, you know, yeah. role instead, like where she's just like all be. shiny and happy mm-hmm. and you know, precious and yada yada yada. And then for her to be like <laughs> weaponizing everything that you love about Julia Roberts to be a total dick, yeah. And also, it's just so entertaining. Yeah, uh. I think Cameron Diaz <laughs> is so great in this because she like oh knows her lane. Like she is just like the demure, sweet girl. She's a little too desperate but that's more of the character and not the acting when she was like no Mm -hmm. no like don't believe don't break up with me i'll die it's like oh boy yeah but also she's 20 it's also very like 90s i think yeah (laughs) like that that is where it like shows its age to where you're like you have a whole life ahead of you you know it's crazy it'll be okay is her julia julianne and um michael they make their pact, like, I think, uh, presumably when they're, like, sophomores, I think is when they oh, dated. Yeah, and their pact is for when they turn 28, if neither of them. Yes. Is. That yes. blew my mind. I wrote that down in my little notes. I was like, 20, I'm going to be 28 when I get married this year. Yeah. yeah. I'm 28 like, right now. <laughs> I don't feel any yeah. kind of rush to, like, run down the aisle because my eggs are drying up. Like, 28. No. Yeah. The also funniest thing about 28 to me is, like, like 30 would still be young to me but like at least that seems like a milestone (laughs) you know like the difference between 28 and 30 is huge to me (laughs) in what they're saying about these people (laughs) yeah Yeah. I just and also I love I just love anything like that which is like just a storytelling thing because like no one would really like cash in on a deal like that right that seems sociopathic to be like oh i always thought we would get married even though we haven't been dating this whole time because we had that deal that neither of us got married before 28 they've been but then i'm like they're like such good of friends they're best friends as we are to believe um, because they say it about a thousand times and because of the title. But it's right. like she didn't know but he there's was so much dating to them not being good friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's like, I've been trying to call you for a month. I'm just like, I've been on a book tour. I don't know. I'm just like, how close are they? Or are they just like pals who like hook up every once in a while? I yeah. think they're old friends, not best friends. My you old know? friend's wedding. Should we petition to re? <laughs> no, that obviously doesn't sound as good. <laughs> Shut up. I don't, yeah, so much of, of their friendship doesn't make sense to me, and I also don't understand like the rush with the Dermot Moroni and Cameron Diaz getting married. Like, clearly they. Have, I mean, she's turning like twenty-two. Like, what is she gonna become an old maid? I don't what if she's unmarried rush. by twenty-eight? Yeah, well, and she's not going back for her final year. It's like just have a year-long engagement. Or, and get married after she graduates. Also, I'm like, how did they meet and, like, actually date if he's on the road every week? You know, I'm not Quit saying that there questions. aren't holes in this story. I am there saying it's a perfect no, Of course story. there are. <laughs> because then also he's like... The I am saying that. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying real life is messy. Sometimes there are holes. Because it's like yeah. four days before the wedding and he's like, I need you there. I need you to hold my hand through this or I won't be able to go through with it. And it's like... 
I don't understand your level of closeness. You haven't spoken in a month. She doesn't know anything about this, but like you couldn't possibly go through with this without her. But there. then remember when they're on the boat. Also, I like that scene. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good scene. Oh my gosh. But also, I'm like, I hate this kind of because like, how could you not fall in love with him? Number one. Dermot Moroni, as we've Duh. said, is so cute. I love his scar, yes. his little scar yes. above his lip. Like, it's a little bit of, like... Because like, it just makes you stare at his lips. Yeah, Because like, yeah. you're just like, wow. He's so handsome. <laughs> handsome. He has such, like, a nice voice. Like, you just want to look at him. Oh, my gosh, great voice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Super underrated aspect about him. Great voice, great laugh. And you know, oh. like, when he does the thing where he, like, laughs and, like, looks away, and you're like, oh, oh. my God. <laughs> While I'm on this, Sorry. have you re- did you realize like how much of the movie is like not focused on him though? Like, th- remember the scene where Kimmy and he's the titular best friend. Well, yeah. Well, when Kimmy is and is like presenting the idea that um, he can work for her dad for six months. The camera is almost exclusively on just Cameron or on just Julia. There's like very little yeah. it actually on him. So it's like this right. isn't about you. I mean it is, but it's yeah. not. But the it's thing is, as more. much as like we talked last week about how like the Julia Roberts Richard Gere movies are like not about Richard Gere and so he just is kind of like a little dress up doll that's in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but like Dirt Mulroney is like he is important. This couldn't just be anyone to me. No. He's so good in it because you can understand why he's the object, the affection, and why, and like how she has this thing where she's like, how do you not see that we have a vibe? But then also that you're like, well, you are wrong. Like you're not listening to him. Yeah. yeah. But also, but I would also, also be obsessed like, with him. <laughs> he also kind of gives her these mixed signals. Like, obviously that stuff in the beginning with like, I need you there. But then during the say a little prayer for you, like, his face is pretty like stone cold because he's looking at her mm-hmm. and he sees that she's not enjoying this so he is like right. not part of it either so it's like right they obviously i mean have that kind of connection and then yes the boat scene which is just oh my like god. oh my god i know when cruel. he's just like Honestly, singing cruel. into her ear and oh they're slow god. dancing i'm like i'm and falling you, uh, in love over here like uh, how can you not like come on no honestly it's like so valid like Cameron doesn't make it right julie goes, do we have a song oh my god <laughs> ellen you can have that one on loan it has to be yeah. dermot mulroney singing it though we need the dermot version is <laughs> it's the way you look tonight right yes. i can't know which is like yeah. all right like, i just that kind of shit just like really drives me bananas about movies where it's like <laughs> we're not supposed to want this couple to be together but then you like make the people do like it's more than even like on the bachelor where they like contrive these like quote-unquote romantic situations mm-hmm. it's like it just seems so perfect and you're but like kind of realistic and it's like oh my god like Maybe I could share a special moment like that on the back of an architectural boat tour. Well, in that's the, the reason that the bachelor, the reason that like the bachelor is never romantic to me is because we know that we are also there as like the camera and the audience. Like when you're watching a movie, when it's fiction and narrative, you can be like, look how private, look how intimate yeah. this moment is. Like they're on this boat, it's in the middle of the city, but it's just them, you and know? He's just <laughs> yeah. singing in her ear that's, so softly. And he has like such uh, a good singing voice. Noise. Stop. I know because he has an amazing voice and he's so handsome. 
<laughs> so handsome. Stressed. Oh my god. It makes me want to go do like dumb cheesy touristy things oh, for a date. I know. Because I, know. I would never do that. No. No, of course well, not. Act- Dancing on the boat sounds insane. I want to. <laughs> but I want to do it now. Yeah. Oh, he's so great. That's one of the musical numbers. We've already talked about the Say a Little Prayer for You. And then there's the whole yep. intro when all of the credits roll. And there's the um, wishing. And I completely wish forgot and about that intro. And it is bananas. That one? It's so long. And it means nothing. It's so long. It's a full music video. <laughs> Why? <laughs> is this movie like... I'm fine with it. And it is like, that is one of the things where every time the movie starts, I'm like, oh, buckle the fuck up. <laughs> like, I, maybe it's like really trying to get you in like the vibe of a wedding. It's like, this yeah. wedding or is going to happen. Honestly, I should have Googled anything about this movie, but I just feel it in my bones, so I didn't even bother doing any research. I think it's but supposed to make like, you, like, roll your eyes at that, to put you in Julia Roberts' shoes of, like, her mindset. Right, but but it doesn't. It makes me yeah. happy to be here. I agree. <laughs> I am not historically a hopeless romantic. Yeah. Wishing. Um, <laughs> well, I don't it's all great um who's who would you say is your guys's favorite character oh my god it's literally impossible to say i maybe i (laughs) it's okay character wise i um cammy is probably at the bottom but i do want to say like they they do that with such like they do her character so well mm-hmm. considering it was the 90s like it is one of those things where every time i rewatch this i'm like i feel like they're gonna kind of make her some caricature where we're not gonna like her a little bit and like at the end you're like i don't want him to end up with julia roberts like yes. he yeah. should be with the woman he loves <laughs> like as cameron was I saying think, i don't like julia roberts in anything except for the mask but like he should be with her Cameron Diaz <laughs> anything except for the mask excuse me <laughs> he is weird he does not like Julia Roberts but Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz no Cameron Diaz oh. sorry he doesn't like, like did I say Julia sorry he yeah. was like I don't like Cameron Diaz and anything but the mask because she's hot in that but like he should be with the Cameron Diaz this character. is a very confusing take well, for me I'm just gonna breeze past like, Cameron Diaz in the mask is like deaf she I think she's definitely like a sex icon like I I think boys really took yes. to her presence from that movie. That being said... He's been wanting us to do that as, like, a couple's costume for Halloween for years, and I'm like, no, like, I don't think you understand. <laughs> if I were to put on that costume, you would suddenly find me very unattractive because, <laughs> like, there's no way. I think of Cameron Diaz a lot in that. Have you guys seen Vanilla Sky? No. I've never seen that. She says something really disgusting in Vanilla Sky. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about it every time I think about Cameron Diaz, and it's it's not a good thing. <laughs> Cameron Diaz has had a very interesting career. I would say a good part of it includes some crudeness. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know something about Mary. I mean, I feel like that's like a huge yeah thing for her. But I think she's really good in a lot of stuff. Well, I think so. Cameron Diaz in a lot of way has like the Julia Roberts charm and like when yes. she smiles, it does like light up a room. 
much like Julia yes. Roberts. She does just seem like such a product product of the era. Like in my head, I guess more early two thousands, you know. But like, I mean, she hasn't been in a movie since Annie. When was that? Like two thousand fifteen or something. She's retired. Um, she married someone, one yeah. of the Madden brothers, Benji. Um, I, I want to say, I want to say Benji, but yeah. I'm not confident. Yeah, because Joel's with Nicole Richie. <laughs> I'm locked yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I know that 100%. Okay, fucking relax. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe I'm being attacked for not knowing which Madden is which. I know them both. <laughs> they both married slight blonde actresses. Give me a fucking break. Because ever Cameron Diaz is probably like a foot and a half taller than Nicole Richie. She's I have no idea than how Benji. tall Cameron Diaz is. I don't know, but wasn't she a model? I think she's like pretty um, tall. Julia Roberts know, also really must be pretty tall too, because or at least like I never really know, but like tall women in Hollywood is like not like I mean. Well, I feel like I just said Cameron Diaz played against Tom Cruise. Like, how tall can she be? Well, they they notoriously make Tom Cruise taller in movies. <laughs> I know. Oh, she's five nine. Yeah, that's pretty tall. Yeah, yeah borderline could be a model. Um, and I feel like Julia Roberts, she's about the same height as Dermot Moroni and also Richard Gere is like not much taller than her in those movies. And like Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts, also five, nine. Look at that. Well, in this movie too, like Micah made a comment about it, about how like, it's so interesting or funny how the clothes that Julianne wears was like, you know, like hot and attractive in the 90s Mm -hmm. because he's she's wearing like Mm -hmm. a bunch of like really like boxy suits and she's wearing like flat loafers and i think that that's kind Uh of like a fun decision that the costumer made too where it's like we're not gonna make her like super sexy i think it's all just part of like i don't know if it's like to make her not as like alluring like you don't want to be sway is super cute I also oh, think she kind of has the, like, like, trying to be... up in the jeans when she's running around. She has the two pairs of yeah. sunglasses. I, like, was yeah, watching her run, and I was like, how are her boobs not, like, popping out of that sweater? And also, like, how uncomfortable <laughs> to, like, run in jeans and, like, a cropped sweater that's, like, barely buttoned up. Like, that seems terrible. Yeah. But, but it was a cute outfit. I yeah, it was that. cute. Um, but that's pretty much, I mean, besides the dress... We don't really see, well, I guess we see her in her underwear as well. We don't see, like, much of a shape to Julia Roberts versus, like, Cameron's wearing, like, the pastels, and it's, like, very Yeah, cutesy. sundresses. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I also, I mean, obviously, my favorite, my iconic, um, when she's at the baseball game, uh, going through like I got moves yeah <laughs> she's holding beer and she's wearing just like a t-shirt I think yeah. but she's going like I got moves like you've never seen and like it's definitely one of the things where she's like trying to be like it's like a very 90s like oh she's like one of the guys oh, she yeah. can like drink a beer and like watch a baseball game and like yeah. wear a t-shirt but also like it's just Julie Roberts yeah <laughs> like I know she's hot <laughs> like you know what I found out <sighs> and then I'll we'll cycle back around to the question that I asked and I think I think Megan got Meg got like one word out before I think I'd probably cut you off. Um, I think part of why <laughs> I love this movie so much is we get so much of Julia Roberts smiling and laughing. Mm-hmm. She yeah. really like she seems like she's having a fun time. Like everyone just like seems so dialed in and like they're having a blast. And I think that's just maybe what also makes it a fun watch. Yeah, yeah. But especially between her and. Uh, 
What's his name? George. Please. George. Yeah. Rupert Everett. Rupert Everett. Rupert Everett. Yes. Like that scene in the church when, uh, like Cameron Diaz comes screaming. Oh down. my god, I love that. And <laughs> the, the energy is so high that George and Kimmy just be, keep going back and forth of kissing Julia Roberts' cheek. <laughs> I live for that kind of energy. From the second that Julianne says that he's her fiance, and he just like really turns the energy up. It's the most fun I've ever had watching a movie because he's just there and he's like yeah. completely annoying her. And all of Kimmy's family is just like eating it up except for Michael. <laughs> it's just, it's so great. Oh, uh, I love him. George is so wonderful. So I know. I think, I mean, like, <clears throat> I think this movie would be far lower in my estimation if the movie didn't end the way it ends, mm-hmm. which is her and Rupert Everett kind of sadly but lovingly dancing together uh, during the wedding. You um, don't like that? You know, ha- no, that's what it. makes me love it. Oh, well. If it didn't end like that, then I wouldn't like it as much. Yeah, well, you know that what they were like, originally <laughs> going to do is that they were going to have, I think it, I think it was um, John Corbett. She was going to meet him at the wedding, and when they first right. preview, uh, premiered it, or previewed it, the audience didn't like that, so then they reshot yeah. it. So and George was there. I mean, I don't think the audience should be in charge of filmmaking, but that was the correct choice. Yeah, like you want to know that she's gonna be okay and she's moving on. She's like accepted that this has happened, but like this is kind of what she deserves. I don't want to see her immediately turn around and meet a next no. man. You want to see her and like the man, the guy who's been with her through this whole thing, and then like end it and be like, we have each other. This will be fine, and yeah. it will be. And, the, the and I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, because it would like cheapen the whole thing, and it's like you just like tried to destroy the life of someone who you claim to love because you right. wanted to marry him, and then in, when that didn't work out, you like turn around and fall in love with someone else. It would almost leave right. you thinking. It's going to take time to get over this. Who was just yeah. like yeah. going out, like ruining people's lives, like getting them fired or like almost fired from their jobs and whatnot. Yeah. And I do think even kind of the her, you know, being in love with Dermot Mulroney aside, like, you know, when a like, best friend of yours gets married, like things change a little bit, you know, like there's a new person in their life that's like the most important person in their life. And this is going to take some time for her to like mourn that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. apart from her being in love with him. So I don't know. I think this is uh, so, so That good. reminds I'm me. I'm glad they changed when it. I asked, <laughs> when I asked Micah if he wanted to watch this last night, he thought that at first, because he, he hadn't heard of the movie, he thought I was asking mm-hmm. if he wanted to watch like a live, either a live stream or a recording of one of my friend's weddings. And I was like, oh, excuse me. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I want to do. On. I love the I love the idea that you have a literal best friend that he's unaware that, that was getting married <laughs> today. Yeah. Um, but back to my question, because I cut you guys off. What's your ranking of the right. core four? Oh, characters. It's so hard. Okay, so George yeah. is my number one. George is the best character. 
Um, and then, like, I kind of want to say Julia and Dermot are tied for a second. I'm not using character names. I'm sorry. Michael, um, Julianne. Julianne and... God, what's Dermot Moran's Michael. Like... Michael, obviously. Some generic name. Um, yeah, I'll say they're tied. And then Cameron Diaz is fourth just inherently because, you know, sorry. Are you tying Dermot <laughs> because he's cute? Or because of his character. Yeah. Okay. But you asked me my opinion. I mean, this isn't a, d- a formal dissertation. It's a podcast. I can say what I want. Well, I was going to say mine is uh, very similar, but I would say it's um, George, Julianne, Michael, and Kimmy. I'm not tying the two of them because I mm-hmm. really love Julianne. Okay. She's just so neurotic. And I mean, I love so that. good. She's so good. What about you, Ellen? Um... It's yeah, George is first, and then okay, uh, Kimmy <laughs> second. Ooh, I don't think you're wrong. I, I don't think I don't think there's a wrong answer. Okay, she's I really love good that character. So it'd be George, Kimmy, Julianne, Mike. Okay, mm. so I see you're not taking cuteness into account. <laughs> well, this is why I, mean, I guess not. Because like or, I just or you are Cameron Diaz is cute. Everyone's cute in this movie. Everyone's it's one cute. of the great things about this movie. That's why it's the perfect rom-com. <sighs> um, I really love how Kimmy is just, like, very sweet. She recognizes the fact that Julianne is important. She wants to, like... And it, it never feels like one of those things where she's, like, keep your enemies close. She's, yeah. like... No, I, like, it isn't. I, like, this is my fiancé's best friend. Like, I respect that. And it's not until well, I like think about that confrontation that they have in, in the, the bathroom. bathroom. That's what I love because she's I like, you Kimmy bitch. And Cameron Diaz is like, she gets some real. It's LA also like shit she's right. Like, yes. <laughs> you can't even hate her. She's for right it. to do this. Mm-hmm. She's been so she's been so good this whole time. And you've been a dick. Well, like, you deserve. And it. that's what's yeah. fun about the movie, too, is like you have all the other ladies in the bathroom, like cheering on Kimmy. And you're just like right there with them. And you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. her. <laughs> like, she's terrible. Julianne's like trying to steal your man. Um, yeah. Which, again, I think is the how this movie is so masterful because it does make you put everything that you love about Julia Roberts aside. Like, she's my second favorite performance, but I still like her character, but I still want her to lose, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just, you want her to be okay, but you don't want her to get no. the guy that she you know, yeah. was trying to get. Because the other thing is, it'd be one thing if she was just like, I've always loved him, I should let him know. That is not the movie that this no. is. This is scheming bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, um, Ellen, I want to hear some of Cam's comments that he made throughout the watch. <laughs> I know you have a So list. I, we were watching, and I just kind of like, on my notes app, just started writing down things that he was saying because he got so into it um so uh these are all kind of direct quotes he was like <laughs> four days before his wedding and he's saying he needs you what kind of mixed signal bullshit is this right fair and Continue. then he said <laughs> and then uh this is early on in the movie he said <laughs> speaking about julianne he said if she's smart she'll let them get married then divorced so he can take half of her money because she's rich. Ooh, and right. then 
And then Julian gets him. Yeah. No, nonsense, but continue. <laughs> I always hated the line where Julianne brings up, like, the affair, like, we'll, when we'll meet for an affair, like, steamy affair twice a year. I always mm-hmm. hated that. Yes. But. Well, it's also that's so delusional because he's like, I never like that's so her side of what she thinks is happening. He just, like, he's laughs. like, that's not what's happening here. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Oh, huh. he's like, no, I'm not going to cheat. <laughs> sure, on my whatever. Life. Yeah. Um, but then he says, uh, days before the wedding, and she doesn't have a maid of honor. Right. Okay. okay. Well, her her beta <laughs> best friend, something happened to her on spring break, so. My biggest thing is I was like, how the fuck did she get, are they getting these, like, like, we fully see a tailor making a suit for Michael, like, from scratch. And I'm like, I mean, I guess, like, you can throw money at anything, but, like, I don't even think, like, Tom Ford himself could make you a suit overnight, like, in this movie. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But. Well, yeah, Tom Ford couldn't because it's he's trying to craftsmanship. But, you know, some men's warehouse, they churn them out. It'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> don't question things. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> All right. Back to, back to Cam's corner. <laughs> oh, right. Cam's, uh, so among other things, he just kind of was going on about how, like, desperate and clingy and awful Julianne was being. But more than anything right. else, he was very obsessed with the balloons. There's so hundreds many upon hundreds of balloons that we see the morning right. of their wedding. Yes. Right. And he's like, where and why? And then we get to the <laughs> actual reception. No balloons. Yeah. No. <laughs> he was like, what happened to the balloons? It is weird. Why are there thousands of them? Well, it is weird. It's the Windy City. Okay. Maybe they blew away. <laughs> Fair. It is weird because you see her like going onto the tennis court and she's like brushing through all of the balloons. But then when she's actually talking to Michael, you see them, like, to the left of her. And you're like, I thought she, they were, like, under the balloons. Like, how many balloons the white are shot, there? And there's, they do the white shot, and there's thousands. Yeah. And, like, and it's all just so they can do a musical number with boys, with helium voices. Again, another yeah, musical that's number. a great reason. <laughs> <laughs> a good reason to have balloons. We really need Gan's take on if this is a musical. Because I think that there I'm gonna are text enough- her musical numbers that this might indeed be a musical i'm gonna ask her if she's seen it i'm gonna ask her if she liked it okay i mean <laughs> I, how I can't ask her it's a musical like it? i know well i don't know nor if she thinks it's a musical she won't i also i think another good <laughs> on thing principle about this, very frustrating another good thing about this movie too is like you're kind of sitting there the whole time and at least if you're me you're a little like skeptical of like the Michael and Kimmy relationship you're like how do they right. get to date well, because how you're long only have they been seeing together? this from Julianne's perspective Julie Roberts perspective and then yeah. you like actually when he's in the um train station and he's like explaining it to her it's like my like heart just started melting because i'm like he really does like love her like it's so pure and if you just gave him a second to actually explain him or you not to explain himself but you know what i mean then you don't you're not as skeptical about it which i think is also really great oh it's just such a good well, and whenever yeah. you hear kimmy whenever you hear kimmy speak on their relationship and how she feels about him it's like I believe it. Every word. She yeah. really loves him. Yeah. Yeah. She's Even not just how he sucks soup through his, the, his teeth, which I'm like, what? <laughs> how do you do that? 
then Julia Roberts is like, don't, don't touch that. That's a trademark move. And I'm like, ooh, do I have any trademark moves? <laughs> Julia Roberts, tell me. <laughs> Julia. <laughs> Julia, please. Julia. <laughs> Oh, do you guys have uh, a favorite scene? I think Meg already said hers was the say a little prayer. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Mine's <laughs> a karaoke. Yeah, oh karaoke's God. good, too. And I love that scene, too, because, like, I it love... totally turns on her. Yes, like every scene in the movie. But, like, Michael's just, like, yes. watching her in the beginning, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? And then, like, Cameron, like, keeps with it. And you could see him, like, falling in love with her again because he's like, oh, my God, like... This girl, like, this isn't something she's comfortable with, but she's, like, doing it because, like, I, like, we wanted her to. And she's, like, having a good time with it. And then he's beaming. And it's just so sweet. Oh, those two crazy kids. I wish that we could see this movie from, like, the Michael and Kimmy perspective. Like, if if this was the affair. And then just see, like, Uh them just, like, being, you know, blissful before their wedding. And then just having, like, this friend in the background who's, like, kind of doing weird stuff. You're just like, eh, whatever. I feel like if we (laughs) did, we would not. I mean, I still don't understand. But, like, we would not understand why they still went through with her being made of honor and still, like, standing by their side at the wedding. Yeah. That's absolutely buck wild. (laughs) Yeah. But still, I forgive it. Fun. Um, yeah. Also. So I, I sent Gan a text. Oh, oh, sorry. Live update. Okay, let's hear. Okay. Have you seen my best friend's wedding? Yes, but like a very long time ago. Thoughts? I remember being a fan. We oh. were wondering if it counts as a musical. Are you watching it now? I said, we're doing it on the podcast. It's an amazing movie. She said, I don't remember it well enough. I saw it in like high school. <laughs> I said, thanks for your time. <laughs> you can tell her it's on Hulu if she wants to watch it. I think I saw this movie I, when I it came out. I... I like we watched it as a family a lot growing up, which also harkens back mm-hmm. to I think I famously said that she's all that is the first time I heard the F word, but this came out before she's all that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's just like it's so like I quick. definitely didn't see it when it came out. I was four. And that line is such a throwaway, <laughs> I completely forgot that she says that. Yeah. Like, why is he here? Uh, fuck me. And you're just like, oh, okay. Um, honestly, like, if I didn't have this, like, uh, subtitles on and wasn't, like, trying to really pay attention, I probably wouldn't have even noticed that that line happened. But. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. Oh, that's your final take? It's a good movie? <laughs> yeah, that's my review. <laughs> well, you're here first. Megan Spell thinks it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I like it. You know what? Fuck it. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Are there any other final thoughts that you guys have? Um, also think it's a good movie, but I think it's... Uh, <laughs> It's definitely one. I, I I would call it one of like the greatest rom coms. It's definitely up there with one of the greatest like of all time rom coms. Yes, this is definitely. We've mentioned this a lot before on the podcast, but specifically, I think it was on both of our top rom com lists. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. I. Horse. It's just so. And now, uh, Nor, you have to go watch the wedding date now. Yeah, it'll be my homework. I think it, this yeah. movie's aged pretty well too. So mm-hmm. it has. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Can't Especially wait after to... we just watched uh Can't Hardly Wait, which did not age well at <laughs> all. Oh God. No. So many <laughs> of the other F word. word. I was yeah. so taken aback. I was like, oh no. No, no. Um nice. Well, 
I'm glad that we all liked it and enjoyed it. Who knows, Ellen, maybe someone will be coming on your podcast and this will be their favorite movie. We have to talk about it all over again. Me? Yeah, Meg. <laughs> me, me, me and Meg. Do you want me and Meg on? Just to talk about Bring it? you back. <laughs> we just drop in the same audio. Yeah, yeah cross-collab. <laughs> you could just piece this episode together as a new episode of your podcast, Alan, if you want Great, it. easy. I'll hit you with my four questions after we... <laughs> Perfect. Chop it up. I'll record. We can just piece back in our answers from last yeah. from our independent episodes. Yeah. Boom. New content. Yeah. Whenever you need to talk again. It has been uh, so fun. Speaking of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I would say it's. I would say it's been so fun because like y'all were my first two episodes, and I always ask a few questions at the end about like what are your like you know about movies that you love, but I always throw in the question who was your first movie character crush. And the last two recordings I did were with guys, and they were, like, not prepared to, like, answer such a oh. question that you and I would ask each other completely nonchalant. Like, like yeah. Asking, I will point asking, who's Cam's? Cam? Is it Cameron Diaz from The Mask, maybe? Probably. <laughs> um. I was listening to the Almost Famous episode, and at one point... Brian was answering that question and he was kind of rambling yeah. and he was like, sorry, I'm probably talking too much. And Ellen goes, it's okay. Megan gave like six answers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right. <laughs> no need to roast me. I mean, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> guys just like, don't really think about celebrity crushes the way I, we yeah. do, does I don't know if it's even like theme. <laughs> I don't know if it's gender specific maybe it's just like person specific because like I ask Micah like I've asked him so many times like who his like celebrity crushes are and all I've ever really gotten from him was Kristen Bell and it's like not really like rooted in anything or he's just and even like when I bring it up he's like I mean I like I think she's pretty I think she's funny. It's not right. like me being like, but it's like I the love exact the scar opposite on of Mulroney's lip. Like, I think... yeah. Or you being like, there's one episode of The Late Show where Harry yes. Styles takes over and he wears a suit and yes. he does the monologue. That yeah. like, this is extremely <laughs> specific. I know Kim and I talk about our celebrity crushes. Yeah, but like, it's a lot of me talking I mean, to Micah about my celebrity I mean, crushes. Cameron Diaz in The Mask is a very specific answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, is Cam going to be on your podcast? Can you tease us know. as to what's coming up? Yeah. So I actually just, uh, coming up this next week is an episode um, with like a common uh friend from the Mad About Movies world. Uh, his name is Tobin, and we're talking about Nacho Libre. Ooh, I've never seen that. Ooh. Really? Yeah. If we'd gone with my other favorite movie, School of Rock, spoiler alert, then you'd have a lot of Jack Black content. <laughs> what the world needs. Honestly, my recording schedule, it's wild. Like, it's a little all over the place, because then after yeah. that, I'm talking about um, Mad, Mad, Mad world is that, oh. is that the right amount of mads i think so I don't know. and then and then fargo <laughs> oh okay and then michael clayton 
Oh. I know who those last two are. Yeah. <laughs> I know the guests of the last two. And then and then uh, one of my best friends is coming on to talk a Goofy movie. So, I mean. Oh, my gosh. So fun. Great timing. 25th anniversary. I know. <laughs> okay. anniversary. Listen to the soundtrack. So, the, uh, <laughs> the yeah, the, uh. The movie selections are kind of all over the place, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Just wild, yeah. chaotic energy. Well, you know, taste is eclectic. Everyone has a different favorite movie, you know. Yeah, that's what's fun about the podcast. Yeah. So I, yeah. I've been enjoying listening to it, even though the first one well, I had to listen to Meg's voice, which I hear enough. And the second one I had to listen to my own voice, which I obviously hear enough. <laughs> Noriega's like, the thought of listening to Meg talk about Superbad, that's my life, bitch. <laughs> been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> Got the fucking t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, does anyone have anything they want to recommend besides my favorite or uh, my best friend's wedding? Um, shoot, I just started watching The Wire for the first time. Oh, classic. So, I mean, what better time than when we're all stuck at home to like go watch those shows or those movies that have been on your list forever but you haven't gotten to? Mm-hmm. Um, so like The Wire. I might, I don't know if I ever really, like, watched the last few seasons of The Sopranos, just because I knew how it, like, kind of ended, so I might go back and, like, redo all of Sopranos Ooh. after we, but The Wire's gonna take a long time, like, every yeah. episode's an hour, but it feels like two. Yeah. It's very emotionally tiring. Well, that's how The Sopranos yeah. is as well. It took me, like, four years to watch The yeah. Sopranos all the way through. Yeah. So, I might be watching The Wire for, like, the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm so bad at binging dramas. Yeah. I've been watching Ozark. I can knock a comedy out in like a week and a half. (laughs) And it's so weird to have Jason Bateman not be charismatic. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of have to like balance it out with other like happy things too. Like my best friend's wife. I watched The Magicians five seasons in six days. So (laughs) I'm not convinced I love the show, but it's entertaining. But you did watch all of it. So. I did watch all of it. Well, <laughs> but then again, what the fuck else am I doing? <laughs> oh, speaking of, side recommend they just added Community to Netflix, and I yes, think I've, Community. I've already gone through the first like three seasons already. Is this your first watch? No. Okay. It used to be on. I was gonna be so excited. I watched it, it all on Hulu. on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, but yeah. So it's been a Honestly, couple of years. Honestly, the Hulu like. I hate Hulu. I hate the way Hulu works. I still watch it and I pay for it and everything, but it's not as user friendly as Netflix. Yeah. Sorry. Nice. Well, yeah. I guess but I will say I'm looking forward to the date that Rise of Skywalker drops on Disney Plus. That way we can all be thirsting after Adam Driver. Hey. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's okay. I'll just keep watching. Um, <laughs> Oh, fuck. What's the second one? <laughs> uh, Last Jedi. Last Jedi, yeah. yeah. I'm most thirsty for him in that one. Yes, I have fast-forwarded all the other scenes. Yeah, when him and Ray are, like, force-connecting. Yeah. I think I've, I, I think I've watched that movie and specifically fast-forwarded the, like, Finn scenes, like, three times now, just so I can watch... Adam Driver. Nice. Right. I'm. Not, I still watch the Finn and Poe stuff because, like, also hot. But I'm like one of four people in the entire world who was happy when Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley kissed. Same. In the last one, because everyone's like, "No, that's bad and cheesy." And I was like, "Yeah." yeah <laughs> so was what do you in, guys want out of your Star Wars? I was in a theater and people were booing, and I was hands in the air. People going, kiss, booed in kiss, the theater. Kiss, kiss. Okay. I, had, I didn't. I like was it. watching. Like I rolled my eyes and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> 
but I went to see the movie with my family and before we went in I had two gummy bears and I was showing my family about how Ray and Kylo were gonna kiss with the gummy bears you're it's incredible that anyone talks to me your your family puts up with so much it's because they're so nice I know they're so nice they're so entertained by me they humor me in a way I can't explain it's why I am the way I am okay I think I'm gonna cut you off now well right. Ellen, thank you for coming on and giggling with us for over an hour oh it's always a treat yeah. thank you i'm uh i'm glad that you had a good experience with my best friend's wedding as we did and uh hope to well i guess would you like to share your social medias and whatnot yeah plug oh yes plug uh so you can uh listen to my podcast love that movie on apple uh podcast itunes uh, i'm working on getting it up on spotify but if you don't have itunes all the episodes are on the website love that movie pod.com nice um you can find the instagram is love that movie pod uh twitter love that underscore movie and then i'm on there too at ellen to do's on twitter nice so yeah very good amazing all right well have a good one everyone Bye. Bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.